unease in the hall as high lords and servants alike strained to listen. He could not pretend to surprise. The West had been a tinderbox since Catelyn had seized Tyrion Lannister. Both River Run and Casterly Rock had called their banners, and armies were massing in the pass below the Golden Tooth. It had only been a matter of time until the blood began to flow. The sole question that remained was how best to staunch the wound. Uh, wow. Micah, can you just do the audiobooks? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> this has been, like, this has been the audible.com preview of Micah Tannenbaum reading. That should just George be our show from now on. I've, I've been episode. working for the last two weeks to try to staunch the wound of Micah being gone, everyone. Aww. It's Aww. been so hard. It has been. He's back. I'm back. You're like Brittany. You're back. <laughs> exactly like Brittany. Not as attractive, though. No, not as attractive. Well, although, did you have an umbrella during the hurricane? Because she, she <laughs> had an umbrella once, if people yeah. remember. Well, I don't know that, a hurric- uh, that an umbrella would have done uh, the best job during the hurricane, though it didn't rain here, um, despite all the damage that we had. I don't we believe were, that. We were spared... We were spared uh, Rain. It rained the from the ground, part. Micah, because your house flooded and blew away. So it was yeah, just clear. the wind, Micah? It was the uh, the high tide combined with the full moon oh. combined with 90 mile an hour winds. Right. So, it didn't It didn't need to rain because you had got water from the sea. <laughs> well, we were very exactly. fortunate. We were very fortunate that it did not rain because if it did, it probably would have been a lot worse. Mm. Uh, so we were, uh, we were very uh, lucky here, all things considered. Uh, but clearly, Uncle Ray needs to uh, do a better job on the basement. Yeah. Uh, he was working on the bathroom, and now he needs to go to the basement. He's been busy. Come on. Yeah, I was going to say, he's got a lot more to be contracted for. He's thankful for the storm. Yeah. Hurricane Sandor. Indeed. Exactly. Well, Selena, how's your uh, wood cuddling? Wood, wood cuddling uh, level up? Thing? My wood cuddling is so great. You know, it's lonely here in Sweden. So yeah, okay. cuddle some wood. <laughs> <laughs> to stay warm in winter. Um, no, it's good. It's good. And uh, now I'm teach. I'm 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 learning how to knit. So my life is exciting. Oh, I was gosh. wondering about that because I know that sometimes it gets lonely in Sweden. And and Eric and I have been writing our own fan fiction for right. You know, oh, for okay. That. And uh, we, we titled the first book "An Abundance of Plaid." And uh, <laughs> wondered how much you've been wearing while you were cutting the wood. We're co-writing plaid. it. Plaid. Oh, yeah, yeah. I should be wearing some plaid. You have to. I? We're doing it for an NaNoWriMo. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think breaks the rules of NaNoWriMo. plaid. Yeah, 50,000. It's good to be back, man. Really good. It's good that you guys are Isn't here. it a prerequisite, though, to wear plaid if you cut wood? That's what I'm I feel saying. Like you can't Maybe cut wood and not wrong. wear plaid. No, the wood right. gets offended. Oh, that's why it's going so slow. Then You're then cutting I it was plaid trees. Weak. And I, yeah. selling them in the market. Guys, I just thought of the Lorax and like those Sneeds that are all like brightly colored trees, except they're plaid. Oh, yeah. Mm. I'm pretty sure the Lorax was based on an acid trip. Welcome to Game of Owns, everyone. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Speaking of acid back. trips. Yeah, yeah right. Sure Speaking of acid this. trips, it's Monday. It's time to record an episode. Well, today is not Monday, but we're releasing this on Monday. So don't tell our secrets. Yeah, sorry. Well, <laughs> yeah, guys, every episode's live. <laughs> when you press download, everyone who presses play, we have to collect into our own personal studios at home and record it. <laughs> record the same exactly show the over same and over show again. over and over again. That's why the laughs they just job. they get less strong as every time it goes. It's like yeah, I remember that joke, Eric. I remember that joke, yeah. Zach. It already happened. Well, Micah started us out this day reading a, a passage from this chapter that we're doing, and we're in the throne room on a very uncomfortable chair. Made of thousands of slender swords. Am I right? I'm uh, sure it helps. It's better for you swords. since you're sitting on my lap. Yes, I am. It feels nice too. 
I'm a little also it's like, very uh, rigid as well. There's rigid. I think it's a sword. Anyway, you guys have gotten pretty close in the couple of weeks that I've been a comic. Yeah, we have. It's just what happens. It's natural. Go it's, with it. It's natural. Just go with it, guys. So uh, you got a bit of history there too when he's sitting on the Iron Throne of of how it came to be. Right, it was forged in the mouth of a dragon. Something like that. A big what? dragon. A large yeah. dragon with so a lot awesome. of patience. And then it took not but 57 or 59 days, I forget the number, to actually smelt it into the comfortable, well, not really comfortable, the seating position that would be comfortable for someone who wants to be uncomfortable, is what the book says. Mm-hmm. I think, can't you actually buy a replica of the chair online? Yeah, it's 20K, I think. Wow. I don't think it's actually metal. Is it metal? The one that's online? I'd be surprised I think if it was wasn't, iron. actually. But I guess it wouldn't be, because how would you ever ship that? Right. They were talking about shipping and being like, it's expensive, but still, I don't believe it's expensive enough, because it would take a semi to move. I actually went to a Renaissance fair, and uh, there were these iron forgers or whatever who uh, were selling... They were selling the, uh, the, the, the outfit that Sauron is wearing in the, in the flashback at the beginning of Rings. Oh, yeah? Um, I guess he's got a different name at that point. And it's just his 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 crazy giant like helmet and pointy armor. It was awesome. Yeah, but it was also like eleven feet tall. So Christian could fit into it. Is what you're saying? Yeah, Christian could totally fit in it. But everybody else, and it was like several thousand dollars. But um, you could take it home. (laughs) Ned was clad in a white linen doublet with the direwolf of Stark on the breast. His black wool cloak was fastened at the. Collar, or as this says, call R. Yeah, sorry, my pirate. By- <laughs> my pirate. Dude, your your thing, man. Leaves out the oh. L's. <laughs> Black and white and gray, all the shades of truth. I am Lord Eddard Stark, the King's Hand. Tell me who who you are and what you know of these raiders, of these Mance raiders, uh-huh. Oakland raiders, of the uh, Lost Ark. <laughs> okay, that was too many puns. Right. <laughs> hey, you guys are so punny. Oh my god. Oh my god. But dude, Ned is sitting on the throne. Come on, what is that? It could have been. It's what could have been. Robert's away hunting, getting his hunt on for that <laughs> secret white deer from Snow White and the Huntsman. They need a uh, a chair right next to the Iron Throne for the hand, though. Maybe it could oh be, be shaped like a hand. Maybe it could be shaped <laughs> like a hand and be, be made like up of all hands. Lord of the Rings, um, and he would be Boromir would be like his father, yeah. the steward of, of what Gondor. Yeah, and, yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, Lord Denethor. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Set a fire in our flesh. He died very nobly. No, John Noble needs to be in Game of Thrones. Everyone needs to be in Game of Thrones. I keep saying that. Right. We all do. We need to be like townsfolk. We need to be in Game of Thrones. <laughs> in, a, in an episode. We need to talk to Christian about that. Yeah. What the hell? Could you get us <laughs> in a townsfolk, be looking please? After next, because uh, aren't there only like eight he more episodes be. of Fringe? Yes, then Fringe is yeah. done. You can come to Game of Thrones. It's perfect. We should start campaigning. I love Fringe. All right. Except yeah. he'll have to be in season four. He'll have to be one of the characters that uh, start getting introduced because all the other characters are dead. Yeah. He'd be a brilliant bad guy. <laughs> I love the, the the imagery here. Ned's white doublet. I, I, I often think about how Ned kind of resents the whole pleasantries of the court and mm-hmm. how he also resents being out of his badass clothes. But uh, there's a, a part in there where he's talking about his black wool cloak and I'm like, yeah, he's still got that shit on over over, yeah. the, <laughs> over the nice clothes. Black and white and gray, all the shades of truth. Exactly. I love that. I know. George Martin did it first and then 50 Shades of Gray copied afterwards. Yes, I was going to say this yeah. is like a better version. Yeah. 
but it's uh it's kind of a they they did they did this scene in the show and it was I mean and we keep saying something like this along the lines of this but the book was was better in the sense where we got much more of a a hostile taste because all those guys are coming and they're telling about all these terrible things about all these people dying and he's sort of forced to make a decision because Robert's away hunting for some mythical animal. I just really like these these next couple of chapters because it's shit starts to happen. Where not to say that the last couple of chapters weren't, you know, full of different events and things. It's because like you weren't but, on the episodes, right? Yeah, well, that too. Yeah, yeah. but I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But thanks for bringing that up. Yep. Um, now that Ned is sitting on the throne, you you can kind of see the struggle that's going on in his mind, right? Because at, at, on one end, he hates the fact that he has to deal with Robert's business, but on the other end, he goes full force with with what he decides and what he finally enacts and Mm -hmm. he has these people there in front of him you know they're they're from the i guess the general river run area um which the suburbs of river run the suburbs of river run right neighborville just hanging out (laughs) (laughs) and and their villages have been you know pillaged and you know their their crops have been burned and their their stock has been slaughtered and their women have been raped and in many cases, their families have been killed. And so you know that Ned, just by sheer nature, has a tie to River Run because of Catalan. So you're wondering if he's acting in any way based on his emotion. And that's never touched on in, in this chapter at all, but I wondered it when I was reading it. I, I think Ned himself would say that to rule without emotion is, is to, you know, is somehow wrong. Whereas, you know, he, he's been, we've seen him be a great father and we've seen him be a great leader, but someone who says like he who passes the sentence should swing the sword. He's, you know, he's still, he's all about emotion. Emotion goes, it goes into his work. Um, so I, I think he is acting emotionally, but that's not to say he's not, you know, he's just passionate about, and, and, and it makes him stronger that he's letting his judgment and his conscious conscience, um, guide his actions here, I yeah. think. But so, but he 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 it just chooses. It it has to do with what emotions you choose to act upon. So it's not out of revenge, uh, even as he says when he denies, you know, Sir Loris the opportunity. Um, he says, <laughs> <Poor Sir Loris. laughs> but he's sixteen in the book. I mean, is he really going to go up against the mountain and, right. and succeed? Right, he's good. Not a chance in hell. He can fight real well. He, he's a good oh. fighter, but come on now. The, the other thing in this chapter with, with Ned is is he's very tactical. Like he's thinking how Tywin Lannister could potentially be thinking. Mm. And this whole concept of drawing people that would fight for River Run away from River Run, making it more vul- vulnerable in a sense. And what I didn't get, though, why it didn't possibly cross his mind is, could it potentially be that Tywin planned for these people to come to river uh, to, excuse me to come to king's landing to draw away ned's uh, allies which ends up happening at the end of the chapter you know he sends 20 men from winterfell away to go after gregor Clegane, and that leaves him vulnerable that leaves ned vulnerable and so i was just wondering about his decision making in all this i mean i'm not sure that tywin would really be interested in hurting Ned at this point, would he? Because I know that obviously Catelyn has his son, but that's Tyrion. 
Um, he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have Jamie. At Not this the point, one he cares so about. Right. Exactly. And I think that I mean, as we see in in the next Ned chapter, at this point, Ned isn't really a worry for the Lannisters at all. So I'm not sure that he would be thinking that way, but it definitely doesn't help Ned's case that he loses 20 of his, the last of his men. You guys are forgetting, though. We we still don't know for a fact it was Tywin. That was the whole deal in the court. Oh, yeah. But the guy, the, yeah. he was like accusing Tywin, accusing Tywin, accusing Tywin, and Pycelle stepped up, and everyone's, it's, it's like a debate because... They went in in plain armor, but yeah. they had war horses, but See, they had all like, of these things. That's like one of the things that's so brilliant and so frustrating about this series, because they it, they do this, or Martin does this a lot, where he sort of introduces this thing that's like a big, did he do it? Did he not do it? It's so important. And then by the time you find out, like three books later, it's so not important anymore. Right. Pycelle says, my lord hand. Pycelle declared in a stiff voice. I urge you... To remind this good knight that Lord Tywin Lannister is the father of our own gracious queen. Thank you, Grandmaster Pycelle. I fear we might have forgotten that if you had not pointed it out. This, this, <laughs> I love that quote. That was my own of the week. <laughs> it's an ass full of sarcasm. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, since when did Ned like develop this dry sense of humor? I love it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I just think he's... He's like... Yeah, you're right. I, I think he has such incredulity though over Pycelle because Pycelle's so clearly he's an asshole in the Lannisters yeah he's in the Lannisters corner too well I mean uh, yeah. ima- imagine you're in the royal court okay and you've got all of these people that are that have come in and been like they killed hundreds of people they've burnt our crops and there's a line where he was like they killed our cows <laughs> that we use for work and also to eat off of money and food and the, instead of killing them and taking them like a normal raider would they just killed them and just let them rot they're just being assholes. And so they're coming in here and they're so frustrated and they're like, please help us. We definitely know it was the Lannisters. We saw them. They just weren't carrying a sign. You know what I mean? And that was Pi- right. that was Pycelle's reaction to the whole thing. And so Ned's pissed. Look at him. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, th- and how could you not think that that's the work of somebody like Tywin Lannister? I mean, we haven't really officially met him yet in this series. And you just know, though, I guess, probably from watching the TV show that this is kind of the underhanded thing that he would do. He would send out troops which aren't marked. You know, you can't tell sigil um, or any or anything else that would be an identifying mark. But look, you have this big-ass dude who nobody is comparable in size to, maybe with the exception of Hodor. Uh, you know, That would be an epic battle, wouldn't it? Yes, it would be. But the one dude who, who's talking to Ned is like, oh, but by the way... I know it was them because I raised their horses. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Which I mean, the, the, he was like their war horses. Um, they've never pulled a plow, so only really, really rich people could have this. And I'm pretty sure there's only one rich person surviving in the world ever now. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's totally wasteful to do what was done. You right. know, with not taking the cows, killing them. It shows that you don't need the, you know, yeah, the, the goods that you have them, and and having a second set of armor. Like, you know, for, for those stealth, uh, you know, awesome. missions or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I mean, uh, <laughs> definitely a poor country would have only the armor they need. You know, they'd all have the sigil because you, you just wouldn't get into the period of excess where you can make armor that doesn't have the sigil. I liked how they were like, their spears were steel tipped. And it was like, <laughs> what else would you put on a spear? They're talking, they're like, basically they're saying their weapons worked. They were fancy. And uh, I know it was them, which that's so sad that it's obviously there. They're at that state. 
you know, everyone is is sort of poor. Yeah, the Lannisters <laughs> also have swords that are ribbed, actually. Ribbed swords. Those are the best yeah. kind. They're For her s- pleasure. They're, they're seasonal <laughs> <laughs> from McDonald's, you asshole. Um, so, so basically, we all know. And the court is really... It's imagine that situation to where we all know that the Lannisters pretty much like I want to say won the last war because of Cersei getting in and because of Tywin's power and how much they're indebted with the court. So as readers, if you guys are following along and maybe you haven't watched the show and I know that none of you exist, but I'm going to pretend that you do for this for this point. uh, We know that basically the Lannisters run the kingdom. And right now someone is talking to the hand of the king. The king is nowhere to be found. The queen isn't there. And he's basically giving the hand of the king all the evidence he needs to make these people that are basically running it, you know, be criminals to to declare something against them. And they're just like right. they're sitting on edge because at any moment he's the leader, he's acting as the king. He can just strip one of them of all their titles and lands. But he can't though. That's that's the brilliance of it, is that that's what Robert had to face as well, is that even as the king, even sitting on that damn iron throne, he has no power because the Lannisters are all around him. You know, if you strip one of them of their power, there's gonna be three more Lannisters still around you like ready to take you down. You're right, exactly. Like blonde, you know, beautiful cockroaches. Oh yeah, those are the best kinds. Yeah. Wow. Well here's the other that's thing we too though. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> I can't remember if in the in the show or not, but does he actually call Tywin to come to King's Landing? Yes, he does in the which, show. Which in the book doesn't happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, that would probably piss Robert off more because it's basically like Ned's creating this shitstorm for Robert, assuming that he returns all well and good from his hunting trip. Well, what do you guys think Robert would do? Because it's all but clear that Clegane did all these terrible things. And so Ned does what the logical thing to do would be. You're stripped of your titles. Your lands go to your next of kin, you know, who's actually in the court. Not, not physically. He's out hunting, but he's part of it. Yeah. Do you think it was too extreme? No. I I think it was considering that Robert probably would have let him off. Well, that's you know, it's bullshit. kind of like it's kind of like yeah, that, that, no, that strict substitute teacher that comes in and is like <laughs> really, really killed like, all mm. those peasants. Yeah, like not <laughs> except whereas detention. the regular teacher like knows you and would be less hard. You know, like the the substitute teacher where the class and and look, it's got to be tough to be a teacher. But when you know when you come in and all the kids <laughs> are just like not, you're not letting them get away with shit. Like that's right. Ned. I think Robert. I think Robert would have done the same thing. You he might have because because he let Jamie Lannister get away scot free for killing Jory and a number of other of Ned's men, and I, and I think emotion. We go back to what we were talking about before played into this because Ned was. I think it was this chapter where he has that moment where he's thinking about holding you know Jory in his hands, and I wonder if that's retaliation in a way for what happened. Yeah, but they had a story. They had a really good story. They were like, Ned was leaving a brothel drunk and was causing shit and we reacted. At least they had a story that the king could be like, all right, like he did with the wolves. I'm just going to go in the middle here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But this is just so obvious. You've got all these people that are, you know, basically bleeding out of the head that have walked in. They're like, please help us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I just, I don't know what, I really don't know what Robert could have done though. Differently, you mean? Well, as no, as you say, with all the Lannisters, you know, in his court, it just doesn't seem like he would have been able to uh, have such of a an impact on on the mountain. If Ned can do it, if Ned has the balls to be like, "Hey, uh, this is the judgment," surely mm-hmm. Robert would do the same thing, if not greater, or not because he is in their pockets. Who knows? But Clegane's not a Lannister; 
He's just their friend. Exactly. He can do whatever he could to Isn't gain. Isn't he a betterman? Right, but he's not phys- – what I'm saying is like Jamie did it, but that's his wife's lover brother. And uh, <laughs> I just I, I I don't know it's it's just it's another one of those situations where Martin has written a situation where things would have been totally different, uh, geographically permitting, you know. Sure. Yeah. It's a good point. Because if if Robert would have went after, think about this: if Robert would have won go after the mountain, Ned wouldn't have died. Shit would be different. Yeah. It's a good point. I liked how at the end though, Varys said, "Well, uh, you know, by the way, I'm not too sure that uh, Sandor would like." The fact that you uh, went ahead and killed his brother, you know, when he probably wanted to do the same thing himself. <laughs> so Varys had a couple of weird lines in this uh, episode. Yeah, or this episode, this chapter, like, they were just chilling and and having the conversation in the throne room, and I don't know, like, the guy on the, I forget the guy's name who plays him in the show, but he does such a good job because all I can think about during this particular scene. Was that uh, was that guy? So yeah, he's in my head on this as well. But I'm trying yeah. to look up the line real fast that he had. There's a line. I don't know if it's the one that I have noted in there. No, he said they're talking about everything that happened to these poor people in the burbs of River Run. And he said, "Oh, dreadful! How cruel can men be? Like yeah, you're a fucking every dick." Every line, every line is just dripping with. It's not even sarcasm. It's just that he's saying it, but. You know that he doesn't give a shit. Like, you just know. And oh. right. Still, I chanced to see Sir Ellen in the back of the hall, staring at us with those pale eyes of his. And I must say, he did not look pleased, though to be sure it is hard to tell with our silent nights. I hope he outgrows his disappointment as well. He does so love his work. <laughs> that was a very convincing <laughs> British accent. Selena. Thank you very yeah, much. I didn't know J.K. Rowling was coming on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> it, it's it's funny, though, because you, when you think about it, we were talking about all the people that are in the court basically looking at Ned being like, oh, I can't wait till he messes up. This is going to be good. Sir Ellen is just back of the hall thinking, oh, yeah, this he's mother, like, I'm gonna kill this them all. bastard. <laughs> but isn't it somewhat creepy that Varys says this to him about Sir Ellen Payne knowing what's about to happen to Ned? It's yes. all foreshadowing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sir Ellen Payne is one of the creepiest people in this entire story. Yeah. It's true. So you guys don't think it was too extreme. You think that the judgment he passed was totally cool, and that I mean, if we're if we've only read this far in the book, it's going to happen. We don't think anything's going to happen to Ned, right? Yeah. Well, no. I, mean, yeah, I wouldn't no. think so if well, I hadn't seen the show first. I think that it's a fitting. I mean, you just can't do this shit to people. You know, <laughs> you can't rape and plunder and still expect to keep your titles. Um, it's amazing that you're still alive. You know that you're kept alive, but of course, it's not. You know, it's just one of those things that falls outside of the normal realm of okay. You know, if you're if you're if you're a high knight, you can abuse peasants. Like, no, if you have money. So he sends out Beric Dondarrion and Thoros of Mir, who I love oh, these yeah. guys. Play a role yeah, later, later on in the series. Uh, he's also sent. We mentioned earlier twenty of his own men to accompany them, and that's a huge, huge risk to be taking, knowing that there's a lot here that's going on that could potentially jeopardize his family. But, you know, I think it's funny because it speaks a lot too. And I think this is one of the the ways that Martin sort of pulls the wool over our eyes because at this point, if you haven't seen the show, if you haven't read the book before, you don't believe that Ned's life is in danger. And Ned doesn't believe that his life is in danger. You know, no matter what, he sort of has this complete belief that 
He's not going to die. Like, yeah, sure, he needs to send his daughters away. Sure, there's trouble brewing. But he doesn't in a million years think that he's going to get killed off (laughs) in the first book of his series. I don't know. He still thinks that honor means something. He's like, well, I'm the hand of the king, and I have to perform my job like this. He's like, man, my head's on the posters. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Even for season season two, I peeked ahead. I peeked ahead. My head's on the poster. Yeah, just my head. That's it. Just his head. 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 (laughs) He doesn't connect the dots. He doesn't realize. All right. Well, listen. I'm gonna go ahead and give my own of the week to a, a certain a certain man who owned an entire certain court. I have to give it to Ned. It's general and it's boring, but I don't think any of us thought. I definitely didn't think going into it um, that he was going to take that strong of a stance. Because even in the show, they put dramatic music behind it. Like he stands up and he's like, "I strip him, I taint him, all this stuff." Like he takes all the stuff away from the mountain, and I didn't see that coming necessarily i thought he was gonna play it a little safe but robert was gone and ned did play so mm-hmm. that's my own uh, mm-hmm. mine goes to baelish uh, who puts loris uh in, in in check makes a fool of loris when he says sir loris if we send you off alone sir gregor will send us back your head with a plum stuffed in that pretty mouth of yours <laughs> <laughs> the mountain is not the sort to bend his neck to any man's yeah. justice that was a good one my, mine was actually already mentioned um, when I, when we were doing the readings. It was the thank you, Master Pycelle. I feel we might have forgotten that if you had not pointed it out. I just loved Ned's stupid, like, hard-headedness in this and how he suddenly developed a sense of humor. Yeah. It's good. I would go with Varys also. I, I like the the line uh, that Ned had to Pycelle, Selena, that you just mentioned. That was actually the one I wrote down, but... Mm-hmm. It's actually a, a warning, in a sense, from Varys when he says, had it been me up there, I should have sent Sir Loras. He so wanted to go. And a man who has the Lannisters for his enemies would do well to make the Tyrells his friends. Ooh. Yes, just, that was Varys good. is playing just such a different game, though. Like, you you can't think, like, three connections ahead, like 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 uh, Varys does, you know, with, like, making the Tyrells happy. Um it's like Pokemon just, cards, man. You got to predict what they're yeah, going to do. Yeah, yeah, like, like you need a fire because your opponent's <laughs> about to pull out a grass. Right, exactly. It's a Pokemon game. You exactly. win or you die. <laughs> exactly. I challenge any of our listeners to a, a battle. I will beat all of you, I promise. I have the cards. I just don't know how to use them. <laughs> oh, I'll show you. You will? Uh, I'll, bring my, I'll bring my binder next time we Dude, I've them. got my binder sitting eight feet from me right now. My binder's about <laughs> six feet from me. There you go. We're having a... Uh, wow, you guys totally are so this. cool. Oh, I'll play you in Harry Potter cards, Selena. I know you got some of those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you hear her? Zach? She I'm was just, like, you I, guys I'm are just so jealous cool. I don't have any cards. <laughs> Dude, I use like, Fluffy oh my God, as my battle tank. So cool. It's the shit. I heard you have Harry Potter clue also. I do have. I, I, oh, you did hear that, didn't you? I do have. Well, I don't have it. Someone brought it to my house, and now I, I have. It's in I my, have Harry Potter clue. It's awesome. Oh it's God. got the spinning things on the bottom. Yes. Oh, it's like on. they put so much thought into this. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last thing I would expect to hear anybody say about it. <laughs> Harry right, Potter clue. I challenge all of you listeners as well. Selena and I will play as it's a team. super fun. We'll beat you yes. in apples to apples and we will beat you in Harry Potter clue. Oh, oh the apples to apples challenge is I'm on. I'm throwing man. down the gauntlet, okay? The, the <laughs> Lannister sigiled gauntlet, if, if you will. There should be, oh my God, I know this is totally off topic, but there should be a Game of Thrones risk game. Oh shit! Like, are you serious? This that yeah. would be just the best thing in the world. Uh, I choose Karth. I don't know if that's how you play Risk. Uh, I'm, I I'm choose defending Winterfell. Karth. So <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely get Winterfell for sure. I'd fight you tooth and nail. I'd fight you tooth and nail for that shit. <laughs> no way! I'll, I'll surround you from every avenue. Here's what I'll do. You can have a hair and hall. Yeah, I'm sure you'd give me a hair and hall. But here's what I really <laughs> want to do. Okay, I'm gonna come from. I'll be a Greyjoy if Eric would let me, and oh. I'll and I'll just come in. 
and I'll just lock myself in your city, and there's, there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Unless there's insurrection, and then we might have a problem. Uh, you, you can hold a speech, and then they'll knock you out. Yeah, right, right. This is, oh my god, this would be so brilliant. Why have no one thought of this before? So there was some of our owns, um, but of course we love hearing what your owns are, those of you who are reading along with us. And uh, actually, one of the main places we source those owns are Twitter. So literally at any time during the week, or any time you happen to be reading the books, um, you know, if it coincides with the chapters we're doing... Feel free, tweet at us, at Game of Owns, and tell us what your own is from that chapter or the chapters that you know we'll be covering next, and we will read it on the show. Um, of course, you don't need to limit uh, the tweeting to just owns. You can tweet us anything you want at any time of day. If what you have to say is longer than 140 characters, you can email us at contact at GameOfOwns.com. GameOfOwns.com, of course, being our website, where you can find all sorts of owns, as well as the latest news and podcast information as and also for news and awesomeness go over to hypable.com our partner website don't forget about shippable guys shippable ship 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 shipping wars spin-off site shippable the the hypable partner site yes yes soon to be And, uh, of course, uh, you can rate and review us on iTunes. I understand that uh, Christian did a great job and and had an epic (laughs) threat that may never be topped on this show. Never, ever. Uh, I I saw also that you guys replayed the threat. It was that good uh, for last week's episode. But but I'll take it down a little notch, and uh, I'll I'll turn it on to a completely different topic. Uh, But... As mentioned, uh, we do appreciate your reviews on the show. However, nothing less than five stars is acceptable. Um, so this week, uh, I'll say this. Uh, if you choose not to give us five stars, you'll be forced to listen to the book one version of Sansa talk about Joffrey for 15 <laughs> hours on end <laughs> in a locked room. Oh, You'll not be able to leave. So beautiful. With lion oh, golden hair. Oh, he has none of the stag in him. He's too beautiful to be a stag. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, please don't, please don't susceptible yourself to that kind of violence. No, just give, just do the five stars. Just please, save yourselves. Just, just save yourselves. Just do it. Do it. Okay, well, we actually have some iTunes reviews to read off for you guys just to show what kind of stuff that you've been sending in. Clearly, everybody's Michael and uh, Christian's threats have been working because <laughs> you guys said some cool things. From Alt Girl Ashley, her subject is so many feels. So many feels, everyone. She gave us a five star review on October 2nd, 2012, and she says, This is hands down, balls to the wall, one of my favorite podcasts with a capital P. Each host has something to offer to discussions and amuses me with their varying sense of humor. They make me ponder the mysteries of Westeros and laugh out loud in public, thus creating awkwardness for those around me. Do not fear for my sanity, good folks. I am doing just fine with Game of Owns in my ears. P.S. Selena, I love you. I love you too. Oh my God, I love you too. Oh my God. Oh my God, we love each other. This is from Ocean Lady 15. Wow. They say, thank God for this podcast. Haven't read the book, so I'm trying to keep up with all the characters. It can be confusing. The podcasters are great together and really sort out the episode. Plus, I love all the different opinions. It's also great that the podcasters are male and female. Keep up the great work from a young, 
50 plus ladies. I do have one from my very special iTunes that only I can see <laughs> that um, <laughs> I really want to read to you guys because it's it's uh, it it blew my mind. This person said, totally owned. Just listened to every episode in one day. Wow. Brilliant. You wow. must be losing your mind. Sorry with about our the voices. voices in your head. <laughs> but well done. This one's from Potion Geek. This person says, I have been threatened. Just listened to one of the episodes. Micah said, Titty. Five stars just for that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I got to get in on the fun, too. Okay. Um, this this last uh, review we have here, the most recent one actually from Hawk Lawson <laughs> says, "I love this podcast more than Eric loves Theon, and that is saying something." Wow! <laughs> I can't find this. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Selena Wilkin. I'm Zach Louie. and I'm Micah Tittybaum. <laughs> Five I sh- stars. I chortled. 